Welcome to Laura Asks About Motherhood, where I, Laura Pruitt, ask my guests about their experiences of being a mom. Today's guest is a lady who loves to read, knit, and craft, and she just moved across the country from California to South Carolina. That's a huge move. She has two kids, her daughter, Cleo, who is nine, and her son, Bo, who is almost four. Please welcome my friend who I met in the Bay Area, Melissa. <laughs> Thanks for coming on today. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me. I was so excited. <laughs> yes, of course. So Melissa, did you always know you wanted kids? You know, I think so. You know, growing up, I really wasn't around any babies. And so I, I do remember when one of my cousins was born. Oh my gosh, I totally fell in love with her. She was so cute. And I just never had been around babies. <laughs> so I just remember like, being 12 going, I would really love to have babies one day. I think I could do this. And it just seems so wonderful. And yeah, I, but when I, the older I got, I was like, yeah, I would love, I like working with kids. And so, yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's sweet. How old were you when you became a mom? I just turned 24. And how did your age affect your mothering or did it? Um. You know, like looking back, like almost 10 years ago, I just didn't, I don't think I had the confidence and understanding that I do now with my children. Like I would say the part that impacted me as being a younger mom was definitely just, yeah, immaturity, like kind of just that transition of going from being someone's daughter to being someone's mother. That was hard. And I would also say like, uh, my age, I had a hard time making friends. I was, I didn't know any other younger moms and the older moms, that was kind of a, a harder adjustment, I think, kind of being the new and younger mom versus the seasoned older moms. Interesting. Uh-huh. And that kind of ties into my next question. What was it like to transition to being a mom? You said it was kind of hard. Yeah, no. I was not really aware at the time that I was like really dealing with postpartum depression and anxiety. Oh, no. I mean, you know, that shift, it's funny. It was extremely difficult, but I really loved being a mom from the start, but it, it was it, the sleep deprivation. I mean, <laughs> that, that, that really, really rocked my world more than anything I feel and then once she started sleeping she had colic so when she started sleeping like three hours at a time I think I started to feel a little bit better but oh my gosh Melissa <laughs> you know you know it though oh. it, it, it happens it is one of those things that like nobody told me about is that like there's a thing called colic now it gets better I will tell you though like especially my second time around there are remedies <laughs> And the spoiler alert is, it's mostly gas. I just need to have gas. <laughs> they just need to pass it and figure out <laughs> how to pass gas. Pass it. <laughs> it's like, 
or like, you know, they need like a probiotic or something. <laughs> nobody will tell you that though. No, I'm sure people will tell you. It felt like nobody told me. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Three hours at a time. And that was a win. Oh my word. It was a win. But I will say though, both my kids like are restless sleepers. I think it's their personality too. And I'm telling you, I did like everything. I read everything. It's just like their personality. They can keep going. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They're just so excited for life. <laughs> yeah. They're on it. They're on it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh boy. Yeah. The sleep deprivation, I'm like really preparing myself for. <laughs> it sounds so painful. You will shock yourself how number one, you can ride on adrenaline and I don't know, you just like, you will delightfully surprise yourself how you you can do it. (laughs) You can do it. The older they get, then you can kind of decide, like, I know like sleep training can be a controversial subject, but you will know what's best for you and your, your family. That's like the best part. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a good reminder. Okay. Well, all right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) However, if I could have afforded a night nurse, I would have done it. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh boy. All right. Well, what a trooper you are. (laughs) Way to get through it. No, I feel bad now. I don't want to scare you. I don't want to scare you. Oh Um, no. If it makes you, yeah. If it makes you feel any better, multiple moms have looked at me when I've shared that experience in it the response has always been, that's not normal. Oh, (laughs) wow. Okay. I wouldn't say it's not normal. There's just kids that will not be great sleepers versus kids who can sleep anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess that's true of just people. People are just people, even (laughs) when they're babies. That's so true. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So did becoming a mom change the way other people saw you or treated you? I feel like, you know, well-meaning family definitely uh, had a hard time remembering that I was 20, you know, an adult and I can do this and like, please don't worry for me. I I would say, I don't know. uh, It's hard when you're younger and can't find other like-minded moms your age. When you ask me that, that's what hits my brain. But other than that, not really. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's good that it wasn't like a huge change in how other people treated you. Yeah, not really. (laughs) Yeah. Uh I I mean, I really didn't like hang, I mean, hang out with anyone. We saw our parents, but yeah, not really. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, did becoming a mom change the way you saw or treated others? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Motherhood is incredibly humbling. And I have never felt more empathy for the mom who has like the screaming kid <laughs> in a store or at the park or, you know, in that situation where it's like, oh man, you just gotta like, we just have to do this now and everyone's going to stare. I have had such an interesting amount, interesting number of moms who have different opinions and 
it's been such a great learning experience to learn how I don't want to treat other people or especially other moms. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, is that based on how people treated you in those situations or just you're like, oh, oh I really feel for you? Yeah, no, absolutely. I've, well, both actually. I've definitely received my fair share of bad mothering advice, which was never helpful. And I think especially if you're a new mom, you're pretty vulnerable. You know, like the last thing you want to hear is how underweight your baby looks and are you doing all this? And it's like how, how I treat other people or how I see other people is wanting to just wish the best for them and hope that they're doing okay. And that, that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't always succeed by the way. <laughs> we're human. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, were any of your kids planned? And if <clears throat> yes or no, did that affect the way you mother? So my, my daughter, Cleo, she was a surprise, but my, my son, Bo was planned and Yeah. Uh, a planned child is, in my experience, a much more relaxed pregnancy. But how it changed the way I mother? No, I think not. Not at all. No, I just have always loved my kids when I first saw them, and it just kind of goes from there. Where I never, with my daughter, felt like oh, I would have felt so much better or less depressed if she was planned that never crossed my mind or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have postpartum depression or anxiety with Bo? A little bit. And again, that's where he had colic as well. And he was a fussy sleeper. He, um, I had mastitis like back to back three times. Wow. I think that's, <laughs> that will put you in a weird state of mind. <laughs> and so, but honestly, he had tongue tied. That's why I think I got it. And so once we were able to just like troubleshoot that problem and he was able to eat and then sleep, you know, life goes on. It's like so much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so sorry. You had such a, a hard time with um, your postpartum depression, anxiety the first time around, but it sounds like it wasn't too bad the second time around. No, I think I, I knew uh, thought patterns, you know, first time around, like it was so bad. I would not let anyone hold Cleo. And I was so scared that she was going to die in her sleep. I, and it, so I, and um, you just got to let it go. You know what I mean? And, and if, if you want to keep having children too, I feel like you just have to trust. Like for me, I feel like I prayed so much to just help me get through the night and whatever you believe it's just really need to cling on to that for sure because you are not in control (laughs) good reminder yeah so how has uh, having your husband around affected the way you mother I would say it's I mean it's it is nice to have help when it's needed it's I want to say becoming parents really changed my relationship with my husband because, you know, no one can really prepare you for a colicky baby that just screams all day long or all night long. (laughs) So that, that puts everyone on edge. So, you know, I'm really grateful. He, he's always been able to have work. And so sometimes (laughs) he's 
my best friend. I'm so happy to have time with him. But there were times when the when both my kids were really tiny where it was it felt kind of nice when he could just go to work and kind of escape the noise. But then when he came back, he was way more like refreshed and ready to help. I think it would have been really hard if he had to stay home and just everyone's everyone's done, you know, six plus hours of screaming off and on, not endless, but you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That's understandable. You need a break. Uh-huh. Come back so he can he can be refreshed. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But um I definitely feel like it's definitely the team partner I would like on my marathon, <laughs> not sprint. That's called parenthood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Aww, that's sweet. How does your spirituality affect your mothering? Motherhood is like it will humble you like nothing else in this world. And I feel like I definitely identify myself as a Christian. And so again, when, when I was really terrified with my daughter, I mean, I just couldn't get through the night without praying and being at peace that at least I had prayed about it. And that like, I felt that God knew that I just wanted more than anything to keep my baby safe. I would say, you know, and again, it comes back around. If there is a tough day and like three-year-old, it's just been like a day of whining and, you know, typical toddler stuff. It's like, again, finding myself just escaping to the bathroom for five or 10 minutes to pray or just have to read scripture even just to, remember that I'm not in control. Nobody else <laughs> sees how hard of a job this is, but God does. <laughs> and, and knows that like, yeah, it's, that's, that's how it affects my parents. Sure. Yeah. What a relief. It sounds like it helps you have that reset whenever you need a little, yeah, a little time to reset. For sure. Yeah. Yes, for sure. That's awesome. Uh, oh, and I just realized I skipped a question. How has your mothering changed after each kid or has it? I feel like it should change. I mean, it should progress, right? And so with each kid, I mean, both Cleo and Bo, they're like completely different. I mean, they've dealt with the same similar issues when, when they were both infants, but they have <laughs> completely different personalities and it's awesome but it also, it challenges me to be a better mom, I guess, to, to help both of them and their individual needs. You know, sometimes I'm tempted with Bo to look back on where Cleo was at the age he's at now. And it's like, oh no, like you can't do that because he's not, what worked for her isn't going to work for him. And it's good. You know, it keeps us You have to be elastic and just stretch yourself to a different mindset that you didn't think that you even possessed, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but if it helps, you know, your, your, your kids, you'll do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Like, Oh, I'm parenting differently because I'm trying to be a better mom for this kid. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think, um, Sorry, the season we're in right now is like intense sibling bickering and all that. And so I feel like 
trying to teach the kids to like honor each other's personalities Uh, instead of like just looking at like the other sibling as this eternal villain (laughs) um you know (laughs) it's I guess uh it's something that we've been working on it with particularly Cleo is the concept of honor and honoring people and it's so hard right now I'm sorry I don't mean to laugh but like oh man I remember when I was a kid fighting with my four brothers yeah yeah oh yeah no it's <laughs> yep the struggle is real yeah yep uh-huh. I mean it kind of like pretty much magically goes away when everyone's an adult but not always, but you know, <laughs> you're able to move through it. I'll say in my yeah. experience, I'm able to move through disagreements and stuff much more easily with my brothers. And it doesn't, you're right. It doesn't come up very often. It's, it's very rare that I'll have some sort of fight with someone, but <laughs> yeah, oh, we're no. able to move through it now. Yeah. No, if my brother brings up something that was a sore subject, I will still fight it to the <laughs> death. How dare you? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> How does your culture affect your mothering? Man, so like a huge reason why we wanted to move out of California was we just could not we were not able to make friends in our like immediate social circles and we were noticing like whenever we'd travel or do road trips out of town, we'd come back and notice like a lot of the like mom culture in California, I don't know. There, I, I feel like I've fallen into all of those like mom guilt traps that like unites women together. Like, and by the way, it's not a problem if you sell like essential oils or anything, but I feel like, you know, a lot of these things can really feed on your fears. So, you know, I've had organic living only friend mom or essential oil living mom, or you know what I mean, right? Like different styles that just never really seem to suit us. And uh, don't get me wrong. Like every, every there's good and bad places everywhere you go, but we've noticed that really wanted to have our kids grow up in an environment where it wasn't so tech savvy and like distracting for kids felt like a lot of the like culture where we were, where we were living in California was a lot of kids just like, okay, this was great. What do we do now? Okay. This was fun. What's the next thing we're going to do? And it's like that slowed down pace. We were craving that just being outside and I'm really into like the um, Waldorf education culture. And uh, I briefly homeschooled for like during COVID and followed the like homeschool community called wild and free, which is a lot of outdoorsy unplugged living. And I'd say like for, for, for our family and the culture that we want to cultivate, I would say that's, we want that like slowed down pace that togetherness and not not being distracted and not like waiting for the next thing to happen. Yeah. 
Sure. Yeah. It, it sounds like being present is really important. They're just enjoying what's going on right now. Right. Exactly. And like side note that that is so not a hate bomb to California. There's good and bad places everywhere. We, the transition was sad because we will always love California. We just couldn't, we just couldn't find a community out there outside of jujitsu, which Cleo does, but like, you know, <laughs> Whoa, she's tough. Oh yeah. No, she's tough. She's won some gold medals. Holy cow. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's a tough chick. <laughs> wow. She could beat me up. <laughs> no. So like, as a kind of, as a joke, I said, why don't you try to choke me out? No, she can choke you out. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Good yeah. for her. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's true. Like you should, you should be confident in yourself as a child to feel like you can protect yourself. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love California as well, but you know, we're living in Phoenix now Mm -hmm. because it's just so expensive. It's just so expensive. Oh my gosh. No, exactly. That's pricey. Exactly. And it felt like, um, we're really big fans on free fun, particularly for kids, but just to like go out and grab a snack and like check out a bookstore and go to a movie. It's like a two hundred dollar day with like for oh no. you know family of four. Uh-huh. Just like yeah, for this we can't. We'll have the kids will have no money for like when they graduate. You know. Well, it sounds like South Carolina will hopefully be better for your family. Yeah, I think so. I think everyone is so friendly. We we feel like the rude ones now. <laughs> like everyone is so nice. Like we had the most pleasant Costco experience. <laughs> I'm not joking. This is like we're like what happened in there? <laughs> like one of the employees just stopped. She stopped everything she was doing to tell us for like ten minutes how sweet and polite our children were. <laughs> Aww. We're like this is awesome, but like is this really Costco? <laughs> So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think we're, I'm, I'm, I feel good that the kids will grow up in like a culture that is very manners oriented, not, not like, you know, militant manners, but like genuine and like, Hey, how are you doing? And just stop and chat with your neighbor for 25 minutes, you know, and it's not weird. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So what kind of relationship do you have with your mom? So if you were to ask me like 10 years ago, I'd be like, I don't know, or complicated. But um, I feel like we have an understanding relationship. You know, my mom. So as a mom, I'm able to see more than ever that she, whenever I tell her something that I'm interested in, like she's the first, besides like Nathan, like my husband, she's like the first person who wants to like support it. And then we'll, like the next time I see her, she went to a used bookstore and found a book on it. You know, uh, she's very, she's always been very encouraging. And I would say our relationship hasn't always been the best. There have been some really rough seasons, but I would say... I don't regret having rough seasons because now we definitely know when one of us needs to just take a break and maybe not say anything. 
And, or if something's just too sore of a subject, it won't, you know, we'll just move on. Like the recovery is so much faster than what it used to be. And yeah, I would say we have a really understanding relationship. I love my mom. That's so sweet. Aw, <laughs> so nice. Did your relationship with your mom change after you became a mom? Oh, yeah. So I, again, I was so just not in my right frame of mind and didn't realize how also hormonal you are with postpartum. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let my mom hold Cleo. I had like such a hard time. I I wouldn't let anyone hold her, but I remember she took it very personally. Um, I, I mean, which is understandable. I get that, but I don't think she was expecting me to have as hard of a time emotionally because she could see that I enjoyed being a mom. And so it changed in that, I mean, it was like a, just a, like a push pull effect of sometimes we would visit and things would be great and I would be okay. And it would be fine. Then many, many times it <laughs> We would end our visits in not a very good place because of an innocuous disagreement and, you know, (laughs) uh, very sensitive women (laughs) coming together can be wonderful and disastrous at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'm just processing. Yeah. But I'm so glad that now you're in a, a pretty good season with your mom. Yeah. You know, well, moving across the country does that for you. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, I feel kind of s- sad or embarrassed with myself because I feel like we're more in touch now than we were when we were just like a few towns, a few cities away. But yeah, I, I would say we're definitely in a much better place than we have been before. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I'm sure you mentioned your intense postpartum depression and anxiety. I'm sure that didn't mm-hmm. help whatever <laughs> whatever issues were there with any relationship, not just with your mom. Yeah, that's hard. Yeah, no, I, and I think um, as moms... You know, you want, you want so badly to like fix it. (laughs) And I think no matter what, like which, what age of your mothering, I think there's, my mom is definitely someone who wants to be the first to try to help you or like to fix it where it's like, oh, that's just not helpful. Please don't do that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just need to go it alone and learn from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I imagine that's hard for a mom. That'd be hard for any anyone. Yeah, I mean, you get through it. Uh-huh. And I feel really terrible saying that because there have been too many seasons where it's like, I feel like I'm never going to get out of this. And, but like, I'm telling you, you can. And you will. I mean, some seasons last so much longer than it it feels like it needs to be. But I mean, it is worth learning from the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> like that was so well said. I have nothing else to add. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, good. Because I feel like I'm giving very basic answers. No, that was great. <laughs> Ooh, edit that out, please. <laughs> Um, what is something that has surprised you about motherhood? <laughs> that you can do so much on very little sleep. No, <laughs> um, I mean, that is one of them. Um, gosh, you know, like I thought about that question like this weekend and honestly, nothing gives me more joy than going out to like a nature park or a nature walk, like, like yesterday, like it started snowing yesterday and like, we're from California. We don't know what snow is. <laughs> so the kids were so excited and we just went on like, okay, it was like a pathetic amount of snow, but still it was snow. And the kids were so excited and like drawing pictures on surfaces that had been frosted over. And, uh, you know, they were talking about like trying to just make like an ice picnic and sitting down and like something that surprises me are the simplest things give me the biggest amount of joy. And I never would have thought that I never thought I would be this happy because growing up, I thought you had to be a certain level of successful or have a certain amount of boxes checked in order to be happy. But you know, and, and having like said all that, there are times where I plan and overplan things like vacations or whatever, like small vacations with the kids. And I have all these expectations and they just crash and burn and blow up in front of me. And it was like, not at all what I wanted to happen. It's like this, yeah, that simple slowed down pace of just listening to the kids while we walk, talk about like <laughs> the, the most random things or asking me like an exhausting amount of what if questions, but like being so happy that they're curious and just like the world around them is not lost on them. That makes me so happy. I think that's what surprises me the most. <laughs> that is so sweet. Well, <laughs> what is something that's been hard about motherhood? I think, you know, on top, aside from not being in control and just rolling with sleep deprivation and hormonal imbalances, honestly, something that is difficult about motherhood is it can be extremely lonely and it can be even lonelier if you have a harder time uh, fitting in with moms or mom groups. I feel like some of the sweetest and nicest and most like-minded mom friends I've made have been the ones where we just never see each other. And maybe that's a good thing too, you know, because <laughs> like, if you can have friends that you can pick up where you leave off with, that is such a blessing, but uh, I don't know. I feel the hardest part for me has been that lack of community because, you know, I think sometimes very well-intentioned mothers tend to be uh, accidentally hurtful, you know, or not very accepting of mothers that are struggling. Um, and then there are 
moms that have so many struggles, but it's under this mask of I am the best mom and I mom like no other mom before. And like that, that is a thing that happens. And that really shocked me when I became a mom and it still shocks me, but I think now I just have a better radar of like, I don't know if I really want to like invest time in this group or, you know, participate in these events or whatever. Yeah. I would Mm -hmm. say something like, uh, not to ramble, but like one of the things I learned that I understood from my mom, just looking back, like I didn't realize like some of the times where I remember her struggling as a mom, it's like, oh, she was lonely. And like, that's exactly how I feel right now. And like, I totally get it. And, and, and there are times where you can hang out with friends and have like all these things that you want to talk about that you're struggling with, but you just end up not, it can be hard. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I'm just thinking about like, um, yeah, if you're home all day with a screaming baby, like you mentioned, your <laughs> colicky babies, like, yeah, that, that can be very isolating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even now, like sometimes when uh, my husband gets home from work, I'm like, <laughs> like just, just chatty, very, very chatty. And he's like, whoa. I'm like, you have no idea. I've been talking to like kids all day. Not that that's bad, but like sometimes uh, there is a hysterical meme going around where it's like a business like black suit meeting going on like a corporate meeting and then there's like big bird looking completely aloof in the mix and it's like it's like me after momming all day long and having to interact with adults it's like that's exactly how I feel around other like adults (laughs) you know like terrible conversation like I'm, I'm tempted to ask like you know Oh, did you watch the latest Thomas the Train or, you know, what about that plot twist on Sailor Moon or something like that? (laughs) It's bad. (laughs) But, you know. Well, I don't watch Thomas the Train. I don't watch Sailor the Moon. Sailor the Moon. Oh, my word. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's exactly (laughs) what I would probably say, too. Oh my goodness, I don't watch Sailor Moon either. But I do know a lot of people who enjoy Sailor Moon. <laughs> there are plenty of people yeah. who would be happy to have that conversation with you. I know. Well, no, I. it's like, and that's just like a vague example, but it's like, I feel, sometimes you feel like you just have nothing really to, much left to give. <laughs> and I worry a lot that I come off as like rude or that I'm just internally screaming. <laughs> like, I know, I don't know what to say. Well, you're doing great tonight. <laughs> great conversation. I know it's the end of the day for you. So thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, we go back. So <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, you've already kind of touched on this, but what other thoughts do you have about um, what about motherhood has or brings you joy? Oh, like your kids just like love you and like, I won't even try to list the amount of times that I have screwed up royally with my kids, like actually screwed up. And something that they're so forgiving (laughs) and they just want you to love them. And 
they're so dang loving. I mean, even when like Bose had like the worst day and he's like screamed, I don't like you at the park in front of everybody. Like he cannot stand it if I don't put him to bed because he loves our routine. And Cleo's the same way too, where they, they have like, they give like my husband a good amount of grief where they just want me to put them to bed because they want to be with me at the end of the day. And I'm with them first first thing in the day. And that just gives me so much joy, like being able to start and end their day, like loving them. And it's like, that gives me joy being able to, to, to have the ability to make my children feel safe, loved and happy, like gives me joy. Mm, that is so sweet. Oh, <laughs> what advice would you give someone like me who is getting ready for motherhood? Okay. <laughs> so I thought about this cause I don't, I don't want to appear as like a preachy mom, but you asked my advice. So I will tell you, <laughs> um, don't feel pressure to prove yourself as a mother to other people. Just don't feel that pressure. On the hard days, I really try to remember to be the mom that I needed when I was a little girl or Aww. how would I parent my inner child right now that that helps. And then humor. <laughs> you can laugh. I mean, you can get through just about anything. And let me tell you, <laughs> There, there are times where you just kind of like you're in just the most stressful of a situation that, that like makes no sense if you were trying to explain it to someone like, oh, you know, like my kid's been crying because I put butter on their toast and then I scraped it off and then they wanted butter again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, again, if you can laugh and just kind of throw your hands up in the air and be like, all right, <laughs> it, you'll be just fine. <laughs> Oh boy. I laugh because I'm like, sometimes I'm like that. I'm 33. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I want. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so true. It's so true. Like, uh, my, my brother, when Cleo was born, he had never been around babies as well. And so when Cleo wouldn't stop screaming and crying, he was like, Oh my gosh, what is going on? Is she like, what, what's going on? I'm like, she's just like you and me, like she's tired and she's hungry and like she just wants to go to bed but she doesn't realize it yet and like oh like it literally blew his mind like babies are also people <laughs> and that I mean it blew my mind too like if you're if you're if you don't if you've never like taken care of babies or children before like I think it's natural to just have your mind blown you're like oh yeah they're people they they want to be comfortable too they want what they want mm-hmm. um <laughs> So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Yeah. I've had a lot of people tell me, just don't take advice. (laughs) (laughs) My advice is just to throw advice away. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, the thing is something also that I've learned too is sometimes I'll like really admire a mom, like really, really, really admire them and think they're the best mom. I want to be just like them. Not so much anymore now, but like definitely in the beginning. And like, you know, like that old quote, like, don't meet your heroes. (laughs) It's kind of, it's kind of like that where you just don't, don't think everyone has it all together, especially the one who is going out of their way to prove that they have it all together because 
no matter what, you're bound to disagree with every mom about at least one thing that they're doing. But I think it's so important that, I mean, that we just at least have each other's back. That's so cliche, but like, <laughs> I don't think so. Then, I've seen, I mean, I'm not a mom, but you know, I, I hear and I see kind of like tearing down <laughs> other moms and like, yeah, I don't know that that's necessary. Oh my gosh. No. And like, especially in today's day too, it is, it is just disgusting how like easy it is to just totally judge a a family, like a mom for like the choices they want to make for their kids, what, what they think is best for their mental health or for their safety or whatever. It's like, oh my gosh, we just, (laughs) everyone needs to stay in their own lane. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's, uh, I, I, I mean that with the best of intentions as well. (laughs) Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. As much as I don't want to be judged and I don't like having people judging me or telling me what to do. Uh, you know, it's, I also don't want to do that to someone else. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, I like, again, there have been plenty of times where I've failed with that as well. And I have to tell you anytime I just couldn't, uh, lay down my pride and just had to like give at least a, like, an account on my experience of like a baby with colic. Oh my gosh. Like the next day I am cringing. I cannot believe I said that this poor, like, and then I go out of my way to like, send like an apologetic, like text or Facebook message or whatever, which like makes it worse. Too. Oh no. <laughs> I'm like, I just need to stay in my lane. I don't want to say anything. And it like, I think it's always best to just wait until someone has asked you. Yeah. But I'm like so excited. Like, I think, oh my gosh, I, 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 you're going to be the nicest, like just the sweetest mom and like playful. And I hope it's okay. I say this like on the podcast, but yeah. like you were, you were my best friend growing up. <laughs> and, and I, I just see you being like incredibly, like just, just an incredible mom. Seriously, like I, I have told Cleo stories about just the random stuff we did as kids and like, you know, like normal childhood stuff. And like I told, I always, oh, I, without sounding corny, I just, I hope that she has a friend like you were to me. Oh, Melissa, you were so sweet. <laughs> I like really mean that too. Like that, this is not just on your podcast, but I like, I do think about that a lot because I don't know if it's like the content that's, that's like driven, like, like marketed to girls right now, but like girls are really mean. Oh no. (laughs) And like, yeah, it's like normal kid fun was feeling hard. I I don't know. It's just, it's hard to find sweet friends that are also girls. I feel like, (laughs) so I always like, you know, think back to our time as kids. Yeah. Well, oh, Melissa. Oh my goodness. So I went to (laughs) therapy school. And one thing I learned is that we're often mirrors for each other. So you can see all the sweet, nice things in me because it's a reflection of you. You're so sweet. (laughs) You were so nice. Yes. It was such a joy hanging out with you. We met for the listener. We met in like fifth grade. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We, I, I have vivid memories of us doing like Maria and Anita from West Side Story. Oh my God. <laughs> I forgot about that. 
and like really like getting into it. <laughs> and you were like so you were just like a really supportive friend too. I had a lot of like random interests and you always, I don't know, I feel like ex- exposed me to so much like good music <laughs> growing up and just like humor again <laughs> with humor, just being able to have that friend that you laugh with. <sighs> so good. <laughs> Totally. Oh, the the music is probably my older brother's influence on me. <laughs> I th- I, th- I think I like remember your brother like making sure like this was my doing. Like this is my music taste. You did not discover this on your own. <laughs> <laughs> not really. No, <laughs> I don't remember really discovering anything. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. all them. Yeah, they're yeah. great. You're great. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> no, no, that feeling is mutual. <laughs> Um, well, it has been so nice reconnecting with you. Um, yes. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, the other thing that I wanted to add that I wrote down, just like stuff that is so a part of our lives that I love is read aloud time. Oh man, good day, bad day, day where I feel like not so great and just kind of mom zombie for the day. If we like when we read aloud, it's like, it is, I feel like the best thing I could do for my kids, honestly, <laughs> like, aside from like, keeping them safe and like healthy and all that, it's reading to them and being like invested in that. Yeah, I love it. And there's like a podcast that I listen to called Read Aloud Revival. And it's like all about reading aloud to your kids. And there's like, book recommendations and it's like uh it's actually good (laughs) like the book recommendations are thoughtful beautifully illustrated if it's like a chapter book for like upper elementary middle school it's like really good stories and I feel like content today particularly for kids is total crap (laughs) sorry but it is (laughs) oh that sounds snobby but like you know, there's so much you can teach kids through storytelling. And I feel like that's getting more and more dulled down, you know? Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I could be totally that. wrong. Maybe it's I, like, no, I, I'm that. thinking of like stuff that's um, geared towards adults. There's a lot of stuff that's like mm-hmm. dumbed down. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, no, it's totally true. Like it goes both ways where yeah, a lot of those book recommendations and a lot of them are like books that we grew up with. It's like, oh yeah, I completely forgot about that. But it's like, it's also a pleasure as an adult to read like just really well-written stories and stories that teach. And oh my gosh, it'll, it'll like delight you how much you'll be going about your day. And oh, I want to give an example. Now I can't think of one, but like, uh, like the book Streganona and we'll pass, we just passed by a fountain and it's about a Italian grandma, witch that makes like pasta magically and, and her yeah. apprentice messes it up and all the spaghetti goes all over Italy. It's, it's insane. <laughs> but when we were passing by a fountain and Bo was like, Oh, what if there was spaghetti in there? And it's like, yes, let's talk about how insane it would be if South Carolina it's just a lot of it's like it's just delightful how 
when you start really reading aloud, like ex- extensively, like every day to your kids, it's like oh, your kids will pick up on it and just randomly start doing what if questions in response. You're like, oh, you were listening. Yay. <laughs> but you bond over it. It's like a thing you bond over and they know you for. Awesome. That is so cool. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. I'll, well, sorry. What was the podcast called again? It's called Read Aloud Revival. Okay. And I'll, put can, it in the show I'll send you. Yeah. yeah thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Melissa. I really appreciate your time. Oh my gosh, Laura. Thank you so much. Anytime. I hope uh, if when you do have babies that you continue podcasting maybe your adventures or something as a mom (laughs) that is a good question yeah I don't know what will happen to this (laughs) once babies come along yeah I don't know we'll see I'll probably still have the same questions for everybody (laughs) no you should though like you should keep podcasting because just based on the few episodes I listened in on like they're fun (laughs) thanks for listening and thank you listener for listening (laughs) okay bye Melissa, thank you so much for chatting with me. I really appreciate your time and insights, your stories and advice. And girl, you are so sweet. I love you. And I'm so glad we met as kids and got to be friends. I laughed all over again as I was editing the audio when you were describing your child getting mad because there was butter on the toast and then because you scraped the butter off and then because you didn't know that they actually wanted butter. I hope when I come across similar situations with my future children that I will be able to laugh about it because that sounds so frustrating, but hilarious. <laughs> also, I realized that I kind of bashed lowbrow content. Not everything we consume has to be super thought provoking. Sometimes I just need to turn my brain off. So while I appreciate the uh, more intellectual shows or movies or books or web comics, I also definitely appreciate the silly and not so serious stuff. They all have a place. This is me realizing I was judgy and correcting myself. <laughs> anyway. Oh, and thank you, Melissa, for recommending Read Aloud Revival. If anyone is interested, you can learn more at readaloudrevival.com. It's also in the show notes. And oh, also, Melissa texted me afterwards that the only good advice she ever received when it came to parenting is everyone will have an opinion, but very few will come alongside you and offer help. Stick with those who will offer to help. That is great advice. Thanks for passing it along, Melissa. If you, listener, want to come on the podcast and share your experiences of being a mom, send me a message. Or if you know someone who would be interested in coming on the podcast, send them my way. I would love to chat. You can reach out to me on the Laura Asks About Motherhood Facebook page or Instagram account. Please subscribe, leave a rating and a review, and thanks for listening! (laughs) 